0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDSE. Yes, yes. Welcome in to the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. I am your host, Timothy Michael McKernan. It's Monday morning, the morning of Game 5. And so throughout the course of both the National League Division Series and the National League Championship Series, We've been recording our, uh, well, we've been live streaming, actually, our um, unofficial postgame shows from my basement or from Ubers, uh, one and one from Ubers, and uh, then I would gather that means we are, what's the math? The Cardinals are, at this point, three and four in the postseason, so that means two and three from the basement and we'll be there following tonight's game for the sake of me getting up at 5 a.m. every day my god I hope it's relatively quick and it's a 638 first pitch is that new that they're starting these games at 638 during the week I got it during on the Sunday night thing they don't want to compete with Sunday night football but uh, I saw that for tonight's game and that's a uh, that's a pleasant surprise for those of us getting up a little earlier than the average person and then you also have Jack Flaherty and Steven Strasburg pitching. And um, I wanted to make sure that I recorded something that was somewhat updated from me in the back of the Uber following the magic that was the 3-1 loss on Saturday afternoon, although that's there, and you can hear the live thoughts of people on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, and you can watch it tonight following the game. Just turn your notifications on on the Inside STL channel on YouTube or at T. McKernan for when I could go live right right away. I mean, it's usually within seconds of the game, assuming I'm not at the game. Uh, or the Tim McKernan show on Facebook or the TMA fan page on Facebook. And I like to think that it's, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, listen, if I were, uh, on one of the, uh, you know, take your pick of stations that, that have a partnership with the Cardinals, you have to do first off, you have a million commercials, which is the game. And I tip my cap, hell, I'd love to have a million commercials, um, And, you know, you got to you got to maybe couch things a little differently. I give my honest opinion. Sometimes people agree. Sometimes people don't agree. But uh, it's it's essentially here's what I think. This was good. This was bad. And so far in this series, there hasn't been a whole lot of this was good outside of what has been the case throughout the entire postseason so far. You're talking about seven games and that's been great starting pitching from the Cardinals. Great starting pitching, and yet they're three and four. The only start that wasn't great wasn't really that bad either, and that was Dakota Hudson a week ago today. So now, in reference to a 638 first pitch and getting up early, you have Steven Strasburg hosting Jack Flaherty and the Cardinals this evening in Washington for a ballpark that I would imagine will be absolutely batshit. I would imagine Cardinal fans will turn this on and go, oh, This is how it can be um, because it's going to be batshit in Washington. I think they understandably, by the way, I mean, if the Cardinals were to have played in L.A., for example, instead of play at home against D.C. and won the first two games, the atmosphere would be much more batshit than what you had on a cold Friday night when the Cardinals couldn't hit Annabelle Sanchez or uh, a nice Saturday afternoon when the Cardinals couldn't hit Max Scherzer, but I would anticipate batshit tonight. So it's anytime you're playing, you want to score first and you want to score often and ideally score early and you can attempt to quiet the crowd. Uh, but the over under is seven um, per Bovada. And uh, the Nationals with Strasbourg on the money line are minus 133. I always feel like I got to do this, even though I've said it a thousand times at this point. But we welcome new listeners, and I shouldn't discourage people who don't understand how it works. So that means in order to win $100, if you were to bet the Nationals, you have to bet 133. They are the favorite. Not a huge favorite, but still a favorite. The Cardinals are plus 113. So if you were to bet $100 and the Cardinals were to win, you would win $113. As far as the series price goes, um, in order to win $100, you would have to bet $775 if you think the Nationals are going to win the series. If you feel like the Cardinals are going to make a comeback, you would uh, be able to bet $100, and if they were able to make the comeback and win the series, you would win 450. The Cardinals are plus 450. There is the math. So, what are my thoughts? Where are we? Well, here is where I am. I was saying um, at the game, as a matter of fact, um, that I kind of, I kind of went into this worried that it was going to be a short series in the Nationals' favor. Those of you who have been watching the unofficial post-game show, which has included unofficial pre-game shows, um, have seen that. Um, I guess I'm th- three for three, 3-4-4 four for four in my picks now um, on each game, picking the Nationals in both here, and uh, had a really bad feeling on Annabelle Sanchez. And, uh, and then getting the Yankees and the Astros right um, in games one and two, in uh, in the ALCS. Here is my thought for game three, and I could be off the mark on this. Ryan Kelly's the home loan expert, and he is the sponsor of our studios here on the Tim McKernan Show. Without him, we don't have a podcast, so make sure you're supporting our sponsor, Ryan Kelly, the Home thehomeloanexpert.com. And with interest rates dropping, and this being home buying season, this is a prime Time to get in and get yourself a great rate and lock in. Or if you want to refinance, now's the time to do so. Ryan Kelly's the person to do it with. He is online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly, the studio sponsor of this program. Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. I am of the opinion that the dastardly performance of the Cardinal offense in games one and two but really throughout the entire postseason I mean we're talking about an offense that hasn't done anything with the exception of two innings in the entire postseason. I did the math on the fly uh from the back of the uber following game two on the unofficial post game show and if I'm not mistaken this really shouldn't be that difficult by the way they've played seven games each game is nine innings Nine times seven, 63. And one game went to the 10th inning. the Yadier Molina, sacrifice fly game four a week ago today. Add an inning. 64 innings, okay? And they've had two good innings offensively. So the other 62 have been similar, not as bad, but similar to what we've seen uh, so far in the 18 innings of the NLCS. Therefore... It is my opinion that Mike Schilt is going to make changes for the lineup and the personnel for game three. I would be shocked if he does not. I wanted to see him do it for game two, but uh, as I am one to do, I allocated uh, probabilities on that, and I said it was probably 88% that he would uh, keep the lineup the same. It's just kind of watching the behavioral patterns. Um he has this thing, and it's uh, in Benjamin Hockman's column this morning in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and it's kind of the La Russa 1996 through 2005 Tony Larusa mindset where, well, we're going to take, you know, we're, we're going to reward the guys who got us here. Well, I think you reward the guys who got you there by giving you the best chance to win. And La Russa did that in 2006. And for those of you who are consuming every piece of audio and, and video that I'm producing during the postseason, you've heard me make reference to La Russa benching Scott Rowland and putting in Scott Spezio in Game 2 of the 2006 NLCS. And how that was a move that on the outside, I thought, God, there we go. Finally, it needed to be done. But as Jim Edmonds said, you know, eight years later when we were doing a a radio show, he said, oh, you like that move, did you? Well, that almost cost Tony the clubhouse because there was an uprising when he did that. Now, as I also said in the back of the Uber on Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, respectfully to take your pick of Matt Carpenter, um, Dexter Fowler, Paul DeYoung, Scott Rowland's career is in another stratosphere than theirs. And Scott Rowland, if he does not suffer injuries, is in the Hall of Fame or on his way to the Hall of Fame. Um, I don't believe any of those gentlemen will be going to the Hall of Fame. And, um, And I don't think it would be an uprising. It shouldn't be an uprising if any of them are benched. The same time, specific to Fowler... Um, who is one of a number of problems it's not like everybody else is raking and he's the problem um, mike shilt i believe made a commitment to let him know he is going to be starting day in and day out back at spring training now you go well that was that's great that was that was eight months ago but i wonder about that kind of thing um, i wonder about what you do really if you were to bench paul the young uh... with regard to who plays where And then I also wonder about um, just Schultz's personality and the way he manages this team on making changes at this point in the postseason. I just don't know if he would do it, because if he would do it, I don't think you see Carlos Martinez back out there in the ninth inning of a tie game a week ago today in game four. Um, As I've said a number of times on the unofficial postgame show, I don't host the show from a results-oriented standpoint. Um, But I realize that that's kind of counterintuitive to, understandably, the way most people watch sports. And I'm not saying that I'm right and you're wrong or anything like that. I'm just saying that's how I... uh, Did you not like the move in the moment before you saw the result? Did you like the move in the moment before you saw the result? I didn't like Carlos Martinez uh, coming out in the ninth inning last week. It wound up working out. Doesn't change that I did not like the move. I hated... Adam Wainwright in, uh, to face Acuna and Albies in game three was, was truly stunned actually seeing it. So then when it came back, not to necessarily that extent because the pitch counts were different. Um, and, uh, and the Cardinals weren't managing a lead at the time, but I really, really was taken aback by, um, Wainwright being left in there to face, Adam Eaton on Saturday, because Andrew Miller was up and ready. You know, it, it's not like An- Andrew Miller was not up and ready. He was up and he was ready. I watched the bullpens. It's my my nerd habit during these things. Um, and Adam Wainwright was left in. So I was really anxious to see what Mike Schilt's explanation for that was. And there is an article on ESPN.com titled, Is Mike Schilt Managing His Cardinals Out of the NLCS? And before you even say anything, even though I wouldn't be able to hear you, before you even say anything, here is the opening paragraph. First off, let's get this out of the way. Mike Schilt didn't bat when the Cardinals scored 10 runs in the first inning of their NLDS-clinching victory over the Braves, and he didn't have any at-bats in the first two games of the NLCS as the Cardinals totaled only four hits in one run and losing both games at home with that lone run coming off of a defensive miscue. So uh, there's that acknowledgement right out of the gate. I mean, the, the, the main issue here is the Cardinals' inability to hit so far. But that doesn't mean that we then ignore other things that are going on because then it lends itself to what we can project for what is an incredibly important decision, and that is the Game 3 lineup tonight against Steven Strasburg. So what was Mike Schilt's thought process? with Adam Wainwright facing Adam Eaton. You know, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency is my insurance agent. So this is a first hand endorsement of James Carlton and his staff in Webster Groves. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. I think a lot of people just go, okay, well, I've got a guy. I've got a lady. I'm good. I don't really care to talk about insurance. It's something, you know, I'm 25, whatever. And that's fine. I understand. I used to think the same way. And then I go down to my basement on March 30th of 2019 and the basement's flooded and the world changes. It just so happens because my interactions with James James have been so positive that my wife and I switched to James Carlton uh in late 2018 and i'm telling you if we had not the odyssey that has been a flooded basement throughout all of this precipitation in st louis would have been infinitely more difficult to navigate without somebody as active and on top of it is james carlton his phone number is 314-961-4800 or you can go online at carltoninsurance.net and even now he still checks in you know i mean it's it's just a different ball game, and even before we had that, which of course was a substantial issue, um, you know, we weren't covered on on something or I'd forgotten to make a payment. It wasn't like it was like some monster payment; it was a small payment. He's like, hey, just so you know, uh, you haven't made this payment. We want to make sure that's taken care of, so you're covered. It's just, it's it's just different. It's different in a much better way, and that's why. You know, if, if you ran into me at a at a bar or restaurant and said, hey, you know, and I have had it happen. Hey, Tim, who's that insurance agent? People email me. And I go, oh, it's James Carlton. Here, let me include him on the on the email. And I know he's going to be on top of it. I don't think twice about it. It's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about him. And then somebody actually wants to follow up. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope he does okay. The best, the absolute best. And you're talking about your biggest investments. So you want to make sure they're taken care of properly. James Carlton and his staff at Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency will certainly do that. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. I didn't know if there were some... Re- I was sitting in the stands. I wasn't sitting at my laptop pulling up numbers and uh, going into uh, the weeds as I'm one to do when I'm sitting at home watching these things. Uh, what was What was his explanation? And it was... It was rough. Um, it was La esque 96 through 2005, and it was uh, Matheny-esque in the blind loyalty to a veteran category. And he said um, Schilt, uh, when uh, David Schoenfeld of ESPN.com writes, Schilt could have brought in a lefty to face Eaton. Uh, and Schilt said, I understand that. What goes into it, Wainwright's got 11 strikeouts, is still hitting his spots. I think he probably made two mistakes. The one to Taylor, Cutter, got the ball up the patch, put a swing on it. But then you looked at the Turner at bat, and he bloops one in. Then you look at the Eaton at bat. I thought he was going to be able to execute. Schoenfeld goes on to write, there's no doubt Wainwright was throwing well. These aren't easy decisions. I'm not even saying Schilt made the wrong move, but facing a lineup a fourth time through the order is a tough task of any pitcher. Schilt has done it twice now with Wainwright and both times had to end up pulling his starter with runners on base. Um, that's, that's you know, bizarre to me. Um, Eaton is quoted as saying, uh, my last at bat was the first time I actually saw the ball the whole way. The shadows were extremely difficult. You saw Colton Wong have two check swings and he barreled both of them up. You just saw some really bad swings and bad counts and that's in reference to... Um, the shadows that uh, as I as I point out, any time this comes up every October, some people love to make fun of it, and then you hear guys talk about it, and then people go, "Oh, well, they're just making excuses. It's a brutal thing. It benefited. It's not a coincidence that you have these high strikeout games in these shadows. This is the way that it works. It's really unfortunate that you play 162 games, you get through the NLDS, and then you have to play in this crap. But that's television. As I said on the unofficial postgame show on Saturday, you also have uh, situations where... Um, you have players um, back in 2003 what 2016, I think it was, where the outcome of the All-Star game d- determined home field advantage in the World Series right around 2016 anyway. And Schilt goes on to say that he feels like uh, Wainwright deserved the opportunity to get eaten out. And I'm just like, wow, I, you know, really? Max Scherzer was pulled before Adam Wainwright was pulled. Max Scherzer was pulled before Adam Wainwright was pulled. Matt Adams, pinch hit for Max Scherzer. Matt Adams got the hit off of Wainwright. Would have been a double with almost any other play on the roster. Adams gets a single, doesn't take the chance, and he's at first base. Edmund gets a ball in, and away we go. And Wainwright then faced Trey Turner, and then he faced Adam Eaton. And... I just I, I was i was legitimately as i was watching that going what like this is the second straight weekend with a wainwright start that this is going on so as as you see this stuff you go it gives you an indication of the thought process of mike schilt deserve earn listen loyalty is admirable but in his position his obligation is to give his team the best chance to win. So, from my standpoint, here's my perspective on Game 3. I think, I think, and I want to emphasize, that I think that he is going to make, at the very least, one move for this lineup. And I think that, li- that change will be Jose Martinez in right, Tommy Edmond to third, Matt Carpenter the bench. That's what I think, okay? But that doesn't mean that um, it's a lock. And if anything, I was operating at 95% probability on that following the game on on Saturday on the unofficial postgame show. Mike Schilt said on Sunday, and I read from Benjamin Hockman's column in the Post-Dispatch, will there be a tweak? That's possible. Um... And of course, Jose Martinez is certainly the one, based on his two at-bats so far in the NLCS, uh, that uh, that that would be that that would be the one that would would make the most sense. Um, but he also likes to talk about uh, this is the same lineup that scored 10 runs against the Braves. This is the same lineup that played a role in the Cardinals' surge in September before that final week in the season where things got a little too close for comfort against the Diamondbacks and the Cubs. So... If, indeed, changes are made, and I'd love to see Paul DeYoung moved up in the order. I know that sounds incredibly counterintuitive, uh, but I realize some of you don't, you know, probably most of you don't watch the unofficial postgame show and then go back and listen to it on the podcast, but it's all there for you, Um, that a point was made following Friday night's loss that DeYoung hitting eighth is actually uh, a problem. And because the issue for DeYoung right now is he's chasing balls out of the strike zone, more often than not, fastballs, which is phenomenal in the major leagues uh, for an all-star, that uh, the pitchers on the opposition go, well, who cares? He's gonna He's going to chase it. And if he doesn't chase it, then we just get the pitcher. Well, right now, he's chasing it, and they have the pitcher hitting behind him. Move him up. And if you move him up, have somebody who can actually... Hit behind him, and I realize that's not all eight position players, and uh, and then and then see what we get from Paul the Young. I'd like to see that. Uh, you know, there are plenty of other guys not hitting outside of DeYoung, but this is something that I don't see them doing, and that is benching Paul the Young. I don't see that happening. If the Cardinals make changes to the lineup, my hope is is that it is the spark, similar to the Cardinals, Game 2, 2006 NLCS, when it looked like they were just, you know, a distant second place to the Mets in that series initially, and for the first, I'm not talking about just one game, I'm talking about the first, what, 17 innings of that series, it was a ninth inning comeback, Uh, that it sparks them. And then they have a more dangerous bench, with Carpenter coming off a bench in a better matchup. And by the way, another thing that, you know, I realize I brought it up, but Doolittle... Facing Carpenter and Carpenter being left in to face Doolittle. I just couldn't believe I just these are just things I just don't understand, candidly. Um, So with that all said, uh, I expect you will see Jose Martinez in there tonight. And I would expect Carpenter to be coming off the bench. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Can't emphasize enough how important it is to have a, a financial advisor. But then it's not just any financial advisor. It's somebody who who knows but cares. Again, plenty of people who can know but cares. And Mark Hanna helps everyday people every day get their finances organized. You can call him at 314-889-0503. That's 314-889-0503. Or go online to evergreenstl.com his name is mark Hanna. he is with evergreen wealth strategies and i can tell you from getting to know mark here over the last year that this is a first class person who has your best interest at heart and just calling him at 314-889-0503 is going to make you feel better and you're on the right track mark Hanna, evergreen wealth strategies 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com however as i said on the unofficial post game show on saturday There is not a change to the lineup that I would not welcome. I'm talking about anything being in play. There's not a change that I would not welcome. The only thing I would not welcome is the same lineup being trotted out there. And I'm starting to think there's at least a better than 5% chance that I allocated following the game on Saturday that that could happen. I still don't think it's likely by any means, but I just think it's more possible than I initially thought. I think Jose Martinez is in there. I think Carpenter is on the bench, but I would love to see more than that. With that said... I like the Cardinals' chances to win the game tonight. And this is coming from someone who picked the Nationals in games one and two. So this is not just like your standard St. Louis local media. I'll pick the Cardinals even if they were, you know, the the 1990 Cardinals against the 1998 Yankees thing. This is my honest opinion. Um, and if you do have a 2-1 series, things change in a drastic way from the mindset. Because you go, okay, well, now you got Dakota Hudson. I realize it's Patrick Corbin, but... You know, it's not like Dakota Hudson's uh, some buttass, You know, I mean, I think most people going into the postseason would say, well, he's the Cardinals' second-best pitcher. Uh, now, I wonder about Dakota Hudson on the road. I wonder about Dakota Hudson in that pressurized environment. I think it's going to be the sickest of the four remaining cities' atmospheres, which I realize is also somewhat counterintuitive when you're talking about Yankee Stadium uh, and that uh, what used to be the beehive with Minute Maid Park. But... That's what I think will be the case, so I'm anxious to see how he navigates that. With that said, my official thought process on tonight's game is if Mike Schilt makes changes, and I'd love to see him move DeYoung up in the order to give him some form of non-pitching protection hitting behind him, uh, but especially if he makes the change for at least one bat in there in Jose Martinez, and I'd like to see more, I think the Cardinals win game three. Of course, if they don't, Well, at that point, then you're going, okay, well, you start citing the 2004 Red Sox, the only example of a team coming back from 3-0. And that team, by the way, was hosting games 4 and 5 at Fenway Park. They were not having to win those first two on the road. But I like the Cardinals with Flaherty tonight because I expect Mike Schilt to make changes. We will be right there with you. God, I hope it's relatively early in the evening. But either way, with the unofficial postgame show on the Inside STL channel on YouTube, on the Tim McKernan Show page on Facebook. You can join that one. That's free. Uh, And by free, I mean you don't have to be a member. You can just click on it on the TMA fan page, which you do have to be a member of, or on my Twitter feed, at T McKernan. So four different places to watch it. We'll have the podcast up for you tomorrow morning following Game 4. It's the unofficial post-game show. Thank you for listening. Thank you to all of our sponsors for making it possible. This has been another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network.